Welcome back to another episode of the Seattle Restaurant Podcast Short Eats, where we hang out with different people from around the industry and hear a funny story or two. Today, this is the third time I've done this intro. We're going to not screw up this time. Uh, we have Christos Andrews. Holy shit, you nailed it. I, I nailed it from Ghost Note Coffee in Capitol Hill. Christos, how are we doing today? I am doing great. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. This yeah. is a really cool... Uh, I actually, I used to play drums and music for a long time. Oh, cool. And the look and uh, smell of this place reminds me <laughs> very much of... Tell me everything about what Ghost Note is and, and, and what it's about. So we consider ourselves to be a modern progressive coffee shop. And uh, what we mean by that is that we're progressive in the sense that we always want to be looking into how we can do stuff better. So sure. one mantra that I have for myself that... I revolve my whole business philosophy around is that there's always a better way to do what you're doing. So whether that's in our preparation of our drinks to our menu at large, to what we're doing with the space, to what we're doing with retail, uh, there's always a better way to do what we're doing. How do you feel about being a business owner in Seattle? I, I, I don't, I, you know, I keep on hearing Capitol Hill's getting worse and worse as far as like crime and that kind of stuff. Um, any, any comments about that or any stories from, from, from like that kind of aspect of things? Yeah. Uh, well, there is a big rhetoric of crime in Seattle being yeah. on the rise and how business owners need to be really afraid and not just business owners, but uh, residents of the area and stuff like that. And it is true that it's been, crime has been on the rise and it's been a little bit scarier in some ways. But um, like, for instance, we had our place broken into um january 2022 last year yeah uh this person threw a cinder block through a window long story short yeah um and he came in and nothing nothing was taken so we don't have any we don't have any cameras like in our store but um i shouldn't advertise that well (laughs) i mean uh (laughs) yeah we're getting installed right now but so it's interesting as i woke up to my opener saying uh hey just so you know uh the, I got like a picture of a cinder block yeah. through a window. I said, this happened. Um, but when I got there, it was the fire department was already there and oh. they boarded the window wow. and they cleaned it. Why do the why does the fire department get that job? I feel like they get these random jobs where it's like, you, you know, like some some areas you can go to the fire department to like get a babysit yeah. seat I, like put in and stuff. And I've like- always wondered that actually. It's funny because I, I literally think of, I've thought about this many times of how many jobs the fire department has that is not putting out fires. Right, and yeah. I did not know that as a kid because they do you know, basic medical yep. stuff and, yep. and all this. Um, and cats. Cat and cats. Yep. Are, we're connected to an apartment complex. Yep. And the apartment complex, they have cameras like around the entrances and stuff like that. So right where the window was, where the guy broke in, there was a camera right there. Right. So the building manager and apartment manager sent me a bunch of footage and pictures because yeah, yeah. they watched this guy. Yeah, yeah. Just, they were yeah. like, came to the police. And it, it was very amusing because this guy was just really meandering around the window. This happened yeah, yeah. at like 2 a.m. or something. Okay. And this guy was meandering around the window, and he tried – a lot of things before resorting to the cinder block. <laughs> and I don't yeah. even know where he found the cinder block. Right. But for, I would say, maybe like two hours, this guy got... So you know those scooters that you can ride around and yeah. rent or whatever? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of those in Catville. Yeah. So he got one of those, and he 
tried to like slam it against the window many okay, times and it didn't break. Sure. I guess he got a pretty resilient window. And a pretty resilient scooter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he tried many times. He had his backpack. He tried to throw his backpack at the window. Didn't work. Um, he had a screwdriver that he tried to jam into it. It didn't work. So after a while of him just meandering and trying all these things, this guy was dedicated to getting right, into sure, our sure. freaking business. Uh, Co- Coffee is that good. Yeah, I guess so. I would say objectively the funniest part, and I'll show you some pictures too, sure, sure. is uh, he got out a gun. Okay. <laughs> so for two hours he's working on stuff and then yes. pulls out a gun. Then he pulls sure. out a gun. So he had a gun. Okay. I guess he had a gun on him the whole the time. Whole time. Sure. So Forgot he <laughs> aims at the window and he no. shoots. No. He shoots a bullet through the window. Oddly enough, the window doesn't shatter so yeah. much. It kind of, um, it just like shoots through. So it there's just, just like just a bullet It just kind of opens hole. up a little hole for the bullet. Yeah. Bullet. Comes and, in. and I think he might have fired a few shots. Sure. I'm not sure. So he fires it, and we're just like, what the hell? This dude is like, it's taking so long. So eventually he finds a cinder block. Yeah. And he throws it in. That works. Yeah. And he comes in, <clears throat> takes absolutely nothing, which, yeah. by the way, I was slightly insulted by that because I like to think that we have a really nice selection of uh, chocolate bars sure, yeah, and, yeah. and we have some good coffee. We have some brewing devices, yeah. some nice nope. pastry. I mean, I mean, like, None of that was he good. Probably, like, he had all that stuff, you know. He, yeah. His, his, I mean, I mean, I get it. He didn't get the cash grab. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, but yeah. like, I'm, I'm a little bit, and I'm like, we have some nice, uh, maybe we have just, some nice chocolate he, bars. Like, you didn't uh, dairy free and gluten free, and you know. I mean, you're not gonna at least just like <laughs> shove some in your jacket on the way out. I mean, that was, I don't know. So, so, oh man, so so four hours or two hours of work, and 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 literally came up empty handed. The local Fox affiliate. Yeah. Um, reached out to me because they, so when I gave the interview, they kept trying to bait me into this Seattle is a dangerous place yeah, sure, rhetoric, sure. Yeah, which yeah. you hear a lot yeah. of of this whole like, oh, crime is on the rise in yeah. Seattle. This is, Seattle has really gone to the shitter. Right, what right, do you think right, about right. all this? Seattle and, shit, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I understand that it's the narrative that, I mean, they want to get people to click on their yeah, stories sure, and all sure. that. And so I kept talking a lot about when they said, well, what do you think is is happening here? Should we be afraid of all this? I spoke a lot about, well, this isn't terribly surprising. Uh, there's enormous amount of mental illness and sure. there's with no uh, resources for right. folks to get help there. There's tons of inequity, especially in Seattle with Absolutely. inflation has been insane here and, and uh, all these tech companies and everything just making that income gap so much. Yeah bigger the pandemic happened which made people in a rough position just so much worse off and um they kept going like yeah but 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 don't you think seattle is is just getting doesn't make it hard for you and all this and they kept trying to get me to say this stuff along with their rhetoric yeah exactly and i saw it was pretty obvious so well now that you have the chance and i won't edit this like uh very quickly like what what do you think is the answer or do you is it just a bunch of things what like um uh know. well the answer for me it's it's interesting that everyone always asks what do we do what do we yeah, do yeah. after someone's this crisis to me the answer is pretty easy actually uh it's not it's not rocket science make sure everyone is guaranteed a certain quality of life right i mean we're every person should be guaranteed a minimum quality of life uh, a decent wage uh food sure. medical care shelter um if it doesn't seem like crazy ideas. So so let's talk about your employees and and so like 
in the same vein of things, um, when people get hired and we talk about livable wage and kind of stuff like that, one, uh, how do you how do you pay your employees and, and how do you treat them? You say you always want to get, make your business better. Um, let me just quit with this. Um, my business is a one-man show, and a big part of that is I no longer want the stress of having to support, like be in charge of someone's livelihood. I'm a highly competitive wage. We have uh, we have what we call a guaranteed uh, a guaranteed minimum. Yep. So like when we first there, yeah. yeah, so when we first opened, we actually we did that model of not having any tips and just doing service gratuity. And what and, happened? Well, so a lot of things were we. It was somewhat predictable that there was going to be some Pushback, resistance yeah. Yeah. from yeah. workers, customers, everyone. From from customers, yeah. I would say. Um, so well, that that's not terribly surprising. But we paid them a really great wage. Hold on, I'm sorry. I got so yeah. so. Let's say um, you usually call. You know, you do a five dollar coffee, but instead you made it six bucks, and you just disperse. Yeah. What did the customers say? They were like, "Why is the coffee six bucks?" Or were they like, "Why can't I leave a tip?" Uh, both. About, in in my right. view, I think that tipping is absolute bullshit and yep, it makes I'm, I'm no fucking yep. sense yep. yep and the uh historic significance of yep. it is is solely based off of uh inequity and, yeah. and all the shit and it's for for me i can't think of a good reason why uh why first off a business should not be able to pay their employees a living right. wage like if you're if you are someone's employer, it is your job to pay your employees. Yep. That's it. And I also think that it's really weird to let customers decide how much they want to pay people. Sure. And one thing about doing that, about saying, oh, we're going to pay minimum wage and then the, the customers are going to tip and that's how you get yeah. your money, is there's uh, employers can't discriminate on things like, age or race or right. anything yeah. uh, gender identity whatever but customers can and there's yeah, no yeah. law against yeah, that yeah, a, cu exactly. a customer can literally come in and say mm, i don't like black people so sure. i'm not going to tip yeah, yeah. you yeah. and you can't do anything about it yeah. they they have the right to do that right, so it's right. insane well and that's one aspect of it the other aspect is we touched on this lightly last week where um you know i got really shitty not, no sorry not shitty service but that my order was wrong and and blah, blah and like i would ask you one person and two like what's your opinion about this like um if, if you get bad service, do you ever tip less than 20%? No, and that's the then thing what's is... what's the fucking point? No, exactly. <laughs> thing is, it's on the business owners to decide what the standard is. So right. let's say you have an employee who sucks and they provide terrible service because they're like, I don't make in tips. Guess what? That yeah. employee doesn't get to have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You hire the person who does fucking do a good yeah. job. So yeah. if they want to do that, I'd say you're not working for me anymore, right. which is how it is for every other kind of business anyway. What do you think would happen if tomorrow uh, you charge what you needed to charge to have a comfortable life. I've thought about this many times, actually. There was a business, they're not in business anymore, but um, great coffee shop out of Denver called Amethyst Coffee. Okay. Um, the owner, uh, Ellie, I believe is her name. She's really cool. Uh, she did this thing that there was, and, and she talked a lot about how the, the local news just went crazy for this shit, painting her as like some sort of villain. But right. she did this thing once where she said, um, I'm going to pay all of my staff I want to say it was a uh, $50,000 wage for like full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, forgive me if that's incorrect. But um, from what I, I can remember, it was, she said, this is, this is according to my research, uh, cost of living yep. in the Denver area yep. to have a, a decent life. And yep. this is uh, a, a good quality, but kind of modest 
life. Yeah. It's not like you're going on crazy vacations yeah, yeah, all the sure, time off sure. 50 grand, yeah. but you know, you're able to be comfortable. Yeah. And um, she said in order to do that, we're, and, and again, forgive me if, if I'm wrong, but I believe she completely, uh, completely eliminated tips and just mm-hmm. said the price of coffee is more expensive. Yep. Nobody tips. And this guarantees yeah. uh, a cost of um, living for, for people. And I think that the media went, absolutely fucking ape shit in but, a good way or bad way in a bad way yeah they're like but but what, it's, wait, wait, so what were they what was the media mad about what part about the expensive coffee or i, I, pay, I paying someone a livable wage I, no i i think that they didn't touch much about the the wage i think they were just like oh they're saying that they're gonna charge this much coffee blah 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 and that I mean, was the angle yeah, yeah, yeah essentially and i i don't know i think it's very telling because it's a very honest insight as to it doesn't matter what your politics are it doesn't matter who you support it yep. doesn't none of that matters this is what it takes to pay people a decent living sure. wage and again it doesn't matter if they think a 25 dollar burger is too much yeah. or a nine dollar cup of coffee is too much that's totally irrelevant yep. this is what it costs it is, yeah. if we decide as a community uh this is a wage that i think uh an average person could live a decent lifestyle and we say, okay, we're going to pay them that much. This is how much we're going to have to charge. And if everyone is up in arms about that, then there's a fucking problem. There's a fucking problem, yeah. It's um, it's really nice. With, I don't know how much you know about my business, but I'm a one-man show. And, like, um, I just – I kind of – it clicked one day. I've been in the food industry for years. When I own my – I used to own a food truck thing when I had a bunch of employees. And I used to do the math. Of like, how, how do we do this 10% margin thing, blah, blah, blah. And with this company, I said, fuck it. I'm just going to charge a price, whatever. Yeah. Like, um, and – and um. And it's kind of little, you know, like if you look at like no one walks into Gucci and goes, why is this belt nine hundred bucks? You know, like no one walks like Wu Tang tickets are three hundred fifty bucks for yeah. like, you know like tickets in my you know ten years ago twenty years ago were like fifty sixty bucks. So like yeah. um, it just it's just frustrating. It's a frustrating thing like to hear that you are not making. You run a business. How many hours do you say you work? On your business, working barista and everything. Oh Jesus! Every day back a house for i don't know eight hours a day maybe got it so um okay so like 50 about about 55 hours ish a week give or take yeah and you're not like balling it's just so i'm (laughs) so fucking far from balling you have no idea you have the stress of how many employees you have i have three employees so you're in charge of making sure they're paid they can you know fill up their gas tank blah, blah blah and and um you like you're there every day you don't get to take vacations um Oh, yeah, that's another thing, by the way, is I should say that uh, our staff gets two weeks paid vacation every year. (laughs) I know. And they get paid holidays. Wow. And here's the thing about that. Uh, I don't get uh, holiday bonuses and I don't get vacation. I haven't taken a fucking vacation in so long. And there are times when I've been like, how do I not be an owner and how do I work for Ghost Note Coffee? Because I would love to work for Ghost Note Coffee. I guess that's the next question is, uh, so after all this, why are you still doing it? Uh, because I have to, because I, well, I mean, you could, you could sell and get a job as a barista tomorrow and probably make a little bit more. So the whole reason why I started ghost no coffee is because I have always been a creatively driven person. Sure. I think stemming from when I started playing music yep. and for a, a long time, when I was growing my perspective on coffee and experience, I've garnered a lot of ideas of how I want to make coffee, how I think coffee programs should be, how they yep. should run. And there was a point where I was having really good coffee jobs um, with great people making great coffee. And I 
got to a point where I was deeply depressed because I was not, I had a lot inside me that I was unable to express. Right, and, right. and that to me, even though I did have more income and that kind of stuff and more stability, it was, uh, I, I was genuinely deeply depressed because yeah. I was unable. So for me, it doesn't matter how much I suffer. Yep. The opportunity to be able to express myself creatively is more rewarding than anything i can imagine what? but crystals dude thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story it's, thank it's, you so it's much been, for inviting really me really fun um uh anything else you want to say about ghost notes in capitol hill uh come check us out um we do a lot of pop-ups so our website ghostnotecoffee.com we have an online store ghostnote.coffee where you could buy retail and cool chocolate and bitters and all this fun nice. stuff and uh and last question what is your review about the pepsi vanilla nitro it's good. Uh, I think the texture is really cool. So it's it's very creamy. Um, the mouth feels awesome. I mean, just like pretty much anything with with nitro. <laughs> yeah. It is. I would say again, unsurprising is it's it's a little on the sweet side. Um, but actually, I think this would be really good with espresso. Have you oh. ever had espresso and Coke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay, delicious. Okay. So yeah. if, if you ever have like uh, like Mexican Coke and espresso, it's oh, wow. fucking delicious. And I think that this, like the nitro, would just make <laughs> yeah. it oh. better. Well, there you go, Pepsi. Send me a big check. All right, that is our episode of the Seattle Restaurant Podcast, Short Eats. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. Good night. <laughs>